Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibut First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. It's a race against time in the Halibut and Walmart process. We're waiting for decisions from the Federal Court of Canada in two crucial cases. Justice Russell Zinn will rule whether the supplemental agreement is legal in whole or in part. Meanwhile, the Friends of Halibut application for an injunction to stop the enrollment process will be heard in St. John's between June 26th and 28th. But it may be a done deal by then. Our guest this week is Fred Caron, Ministerial Special Representative on the Halibut file. Cameron has been Ottawa's point person on enrollment, holding the line against any deviation from the supplemental agreement. Now Fred Caron's work is almost done. When I talked to him last week, he told me the feds are proceeding on the assumption they will be vindicated by the courts. New status cards will be issued in late spring or early summer. More than 10,000 cards will be deactivated, and there will be a new voters list for the Halibut election to be called in August for an October vote. Here's my interview with Fake Caron, starting with the progress report and next steps. Certainly our target will be late spring, early summer, I think is probably a little bit more accurate. That's kind of what we're shooting for. Um, we, we can't predict an exact time because it's got to go through a process of approval by the, by the cabinet, the governor and council basically, and then the governor and council will um, issue an order which will have the new founding members list. Uh, but the stages that precede that are virtually all complete. Uh, so the enrollment committee, as you know, over a number of years um, has been dealing with uh, all the files. Uh, they made their, uh, they made all their decisions and then we had an appeal process that ran for about six months and that is virtually all complete. There's just a few files left to go. Uh, so we think we're on track for late spring, early summer, but again, we can't, uh, you know, we're not able to uh, put a precise date on it, but we will hopefully be able to do that, you know, sometime couple of months or whatever that uh, we're able to predict almost and exactly where when we'll be able to issue the order but that we're, we, we think we're on schedule basically to make a long story short yes okay so and let's talk about you referred to the steps uh, and you talked about um, uh, an order in council and uh, what I understand and from a layperson's perspective is an order in council is a decision of cabinet um, as distinct from uh, an actual vote um, by parliament am I correct about that uh, well, it's the governor and council, which is effectively cabinet, that uh, that issues an order in council. Um, it is not done by parliament. Parliament empowers the governor and council to make these orders, and in fact, it's done by the by the legislation that uh, that dealt with the Halapu agreement. That the governor and council is empowered to issue uh, the new founding members list. Right. So this, okay. So the steps that preceded, as I mentioned, is the enrollment committee decision, then the appeal process. Once the appeal process is done, the enrollment committee makes up a final founding members list. Uh, they then forward that to the Minister of Indian Affairs, who in turn uh, recommends that list to the governor and council for issuance. Right. So the um, the governor and council will get a, a recommendation or a, a communication from the minister saying, 
we've done all these things. Um, everything's in order. Please issue a new, um, please approve the issuance of a new founders list. Yeah, no, that's, that's correct. And then from there, uh, the the registrar would be, I, I, I assume, would be um, empowered to issue the actual um, founders list, and people who are on the founders list are um, become part of the Indian registry. That's correct. And um, so, based on based on that, when would you anticipate that people would uh, p new people? Um, who uh, have, were on are on the list now and weren't previously? When they when when would they receive their status cards in this schedule? Well, I think we're we're gearing up to try and get that done very quickly uh, following the uh, the order in council. So the there will be letters sent out to people uh, with respect to you know how they obtain their status cards and so on. So we're trying to do that so that uh, it's done. Uh, very quickly following the issuance of the uh, the order in council, so that that's our aim, um, such that people will be able to hopefully access their cards relatively quickly. Uh, in, terms much, in terms of how much time that might take, I'd I'd have to speak further with the people in the department that uh, handle that in terms of you know being able to give me an estimate. But right. uh, that's certainly our aim is to try and get it all done uh, pretty well together. I recall that. Uh, um, in the previous, in the previous, with the previous founders list, there were letters that uh, came out saying that you would uh, be getting a status card, and and based on the letter, you had certain of the benefits. Um, you had the benefits of of being a status Indian be before you got the actual card. So, would you know if the same process would apply this time? Uh, I would assume so. I think I'd have to check on that for you. Um, if that's, I'm, I'm assuming if that was done the last time, would also apply this time. But I, I would have to probably check on that to get you a definitive answer. Right. And we can do that. I'll follow up on that. Sure. And um, <clears throat> so it sounds like in terms of cards, uh, we're going to be into late spring, early summer before people actually get the the physical cards in their possession. Well, the, the people that have cards now that retain membership will still have those cards. Yes. Um, so they, you know, the, the, the founding members that retained their founding membership status will still have their cards, so they won't miss a beat. Um, but the, the others, yes, it will probably be, it, we won't be able to issue those cards before the governor and council confirms the founding members list. Mm -hmm. uh, but as I say, we're gearing up internally to try and make sure that there's not too much time that elapses between them and the time that people are able to apply. Yes. Now, of course, you're also dealing with the uh, the 10,000 uh, plus people who have cards now, but uh, they're losing their cards, and um, that must be logistically difficult to deal with. Uh, unlike a credit card, if your credit card is expired, it doesn't work. But with a um, with a uh, a card, uh, if you have a status card. Um, I guess um, non-insured health benefits could keep track of whether their card the card is valid. But uh, in provinces where there are uh, there are tax exemptions, uh, it might be a little bit more difficult to police um, the cards that are are are, um, are being withdrawn. Well, my understanding, and again, I'd have to speak to the people in the department that actually do this work, but my understanding is for purposes of federal program, those cards are deactivated fairly quickly. So they're all computerized. They're all, uh, they're all uh, 
you know, we've got that all in the, in, in the, in the system. So I think that's done relatively quickly. In terms of what notice is given to provinces that um, um, that status cards are no longer valid, that I would have to check into. But they, you know, it's, it's not, I don't, I think basically because it's been done before, it's not, uh, this is this is a lot of people, of course, so it may take longer, but, uh, I, you know, I don't think it, it becomes a, a logistical nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we uh, were talking, of course, we haven't mentioned, um, we haven't mentioned the litigation that's um, that's going on currently. We have um, uh, two matters in um, in federal court, a matter in the Supreme Court of Newfoundland, and are is is the department pristine um, business as usual? And what happens in the uh, with this litigation? You'll deal with when you have a decision, or uh, are you taking any sort of um, uh, preemptive matters to deal with uh, a decision that might impact on your planning. Well, no, we, we, you know, we don't want. We're, we're going along, presuming, of course, that the agreement is valid as it was written and the process stands. So we're going along with that. Um, if and when a court uh, makes a decision, we obviously have to take that into consideration in terms of how it affects what we do, in terms of whether or not we appeal the decision and so on. So. It, um, for the time being, because we don't have any court decisions that um, that affect the validity of the agreement, uh, we uh, we're going along with the process as it is written in the agreement. Yes. Um, the other the other complication, um, if there is a delay in the issuance of a new founders list, are the the Halibut elections. Elections. Uh, the next elections are scheduled for October. Um, 2018, there had to be an election call, I understand, by August, and um, and perhaps uh, the schedule will work out. Does the minister have any any interest or concern about banned elections, or is that totally within the um, the purview of the band itself? Well, you know, the elect the ban, that band is under a custom election system, so they've they've written their own election system. What we obviously with a the new founding members list will determine who the voters of the band are. So, to that extent, it affects the election. Um, you know, right. the bearing on the election, should I say? So, but hopefully, we meet our target, and the voters list would be established in lots of time for um, for Alapu to have a, a list that they can work with for their uh, for their upcoming election. Right. So, based on the timing uh, that you're working on now, there's not going to be a complication. Um, uh, with uh, the banned elections uh, in terms of any um, unavailability of a voters list, uh, as it currently stands? Well, as I say, what we're trying to do is meet a target. So hopefully we hit the target, and as I say, they should have their voters list in time for their election call. But that, again, um, you know, I can't predict exactly when the governor and council is going to be able to issue that order. Right. Okay, well, Mr. Carroll, you've I know you've been working on this file for quite some time, so maybe the uh you see the um maybe I guess maybe the end is near or I guess maybe not, uh, uh depending on what these court cases are. So um I guess you um you have you've been on the Halibut file since the beginning or um uh, how long have you been dealing with the uh, No, Halibu I matters? came in, I came in basically in uh uh, late 2012, when uh, 
the two parties made a decision that uh, the way the, the way the membership um, was trend the way the membership process was trending was not consistent with the uh, aims of either party under the uh, under the uh, 2008 agreement. So uh, we undertook and, and negotiated the 2012 supplemental agreement. That's what I was mainly tasked to do, and I've been the um, the minister uh, the minister. Uh, 2013 supplemental agreement, I should say, and I've been the ministerial special representative since then, working on the uh, the implementation committee with people from uh, the department and with uh, FNI. Mm -hmm. So I guess uh, the, this file will close for you when there is a new um, founders list and those names are added to the Indian registry. Your job will be done in terms of this file, I guess. Well, likely so. Uh, as you say, sometimes litigation might have a bearing, but yeah, I think basically, hopefully, um, uh, that uh, you know the agreement is a solid one, and and uh, this will be, um, you know, um, the, the the final founding members list, and will allow the uh, band to put this uh, put this behind them and really get on with their life as uh, you know as an, as, a, as a first nation. Fred Caron, Federal Ministerial Representative on the Halibu Enrollment File. Before we go, a note about a very special event happening in Stephenville this coming Saturday night, April 7th, at the Arts and Culture Centre. Voices of Our Ancestors, featuring local performers celebrating Mi'kmaq life in the Bay St. George area. Crafters will be selling their items before the show and during intermission. Doors at 6.30, show at 7.30. Tickets available in person from the Arts and Culture Centre box office or from the Arts and Culture Centre's online page. Brought to you by the Bay St. George Mi'kmaq Cultural Revival Committee. Allison Baker is the technical producer of Mi'kmaq Matters, celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, Listen to Mi'kmaq Matters on Bay of Islands Radio, on The Voice of Bombay in Norris Point and Rocky Harbor, and in St. John's, catch us on CHMR. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.